The following event is a more Ace Audio production. From London, England, the team of Ace and Skillet. This is the kickout. I go by the name of Skillet. I go by the name of Ace. What up, Tay? What up, Tay? You've been missing. I have. I've been extremely busy. Back, I'm back for Money in the Bank, obviously. I heard Obviously. They're calling you MIA Tay. That's what they're calling you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yes, you're back for Money in the Bank because this weekend, Sunday just gone, and last night was Monday Night Raw. We had Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Uh, actually, I thought it was freaking awesome. I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely loved it. Definitely one of the best pay-per-views um, we've seen in a minute, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. man. They definitely... I feel, I feel like we've said this as well. Like, oh, when, the, when the crowds come back, they're going to start pulling out. And obviously, we've had a lot of criticism during the Thunderdome era. And maybe they were just waiting for the crowds to come back to give the crowds exactly what they wanted. And they did. I feel like they really delivered this weekend. Even yesterday. We'll get to yesterday in yeah. terms of Monday Night Raw. But um, I thought Money in the Bank was excellent. I feel um, now we're going to see, because the crowds are finally back, we're going to finally see the creative juices flowing from both brands in terms of AEW and WWE. If that, you know, that clash is going to go ahead properly from now on. Um, you know, unless you know, strike, strike, you know, touch wood that there's no other like pandemic coming in to lock us down again, which is obviously might happen. But anyway, um, but this could be a really chance to see the creative juices flow because yes, I have, I, I absolutely agree. I think they were saving um, a lot of their best stuff for when the crowds are back. Clearly, so uh, we're going to get into that, but we, we can't get into that yet because we have a special interview before we start talking about the news of wrestling. That's right. Now, uh, this is a little bit late because I had the opportunity just before Money in the Bank <laughs> to catch up with one member of the New Day, uh, Kofi Kingston, before he took on Bobby Lashley in his title shot at WWE Money in the Bank. And this is what went down. Check this out. Let's go. All right. One Extra, Ace, uh, BBC Radio One Extra in the house. And uh, this coming Sunday, I'm so super excited to talk to this guy. I feel like we've got a lot to talk about. And one of my favourite wrestling moments of all time happened. And I was there to witness it. And I haven't had an opportunity to speak to him since. And uh, this week, this weekend, he has an opportunity to do it all over again. I want to say welcome back to BBC Radio One Extra. My guy, Kofi Kingston. What's going on, bro? Hey, what's up, man? How are you? I'm blessed, man. All the, all the better for seeing you. i got to say, like, again, one of my favourite wrestling moments of all time, I was there at the MetLife Stadium. It was two years ago. Uh, you won your first WWE Championship. I, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you've answered this question so many, 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 many times. The weight of that moment and what it meant to everybody in the arena and across the world. Like, do you ever think back about that moment and, and the weight of what it meant to you and your fans and just people everywhere? Yeah, man, for sure. I, I tend to uh, not really think about a lot of things that have happened in the past in my career because I feel like I'm still doing it. Uh, so, you know, when it's all said and done, I'll take a good look back. But I will say, man, 2019 WrestleMania, uh, 
I'm almost forced to look back at it because, uh, you know, uh, people on social media keep sending me messages about it. And they still, even two years later, are talking about how much it affected them and just how much of an impact it has had on their lives. You know, um, it's amazing to, to sit back and think about what that moment meant, you know, not only to myself as a kid who had a dream to become a WWE superstar and I'd be fantasizing in my front yard about winning the WWE championship, you know, with the kids in the neighborhood, that's the, like the, the vision that we, that, that I had, you know, that was like what I was pretending to be. And then you fast forward years later through all the hard work and sacrifice and dedication um, that it, that it happened. I mean, myself, Biggie and Woods, like, that was always the goal to, to have um, someone in the group um, hold the, uh, the, the, the highest title, you know, and we did that through, again, hard work, sacrifice, dedication, a lot of ridicule. A lot of people told us that we wouldn't be anything. You know, they laughed at us, literally told us that we sucked in arenas, you know, yeah. and there we were, you know. So, um, and, you know, not to mention, like, uh, for, for people of color, man, like, you know, you had never seen an African-born WWE champion. You never you never saw that. And especially for kids out there, it's so important to, uh, you know, to 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 let them know that anything is possible because it has actually happened. You know, they talk about seeing is believing. So, um, you know, there, there are a lot of people that uh, never thought that they would have that moment, that they'd never see that moment. But then on a grander scale, the fact that I struggled for 11 years, like the, the whole uh, situation transcended race, you know, it hit on a human level because we have all struggled for something that we didn't think that we could get, something that people told us that we weren't good enough for, something that people told us that we would never, uh, you know, accomplish. Um, that's why so many people were able to identify with this, uh, with this, with this storyline. So for me to be at the center of all of that, and it, it's just, uh, you know, it's mind blowing to think almost overwhelming to think. And like, when I vocalize it and like talk about it, like I start getting emotional and my, my voice starts kind of like quivering and whatnot, because uh, at the end of the day, I'm just a dude who decided to follow his dream, you know, and um, I've been able to uh, have this incredible moment that has impacted so many different people across so many different um, situations and scenarios. So um, yeah, it's really humbling. It's really humbling to think about how affect or, uh, you know, just how impactful that moment was. Did it surprise you? Because me as, as a black kid uh, watching wrestling, I, I didn't feel like I'd ever see that moment. So I understood yeah. the weight of that moment for me, but I was in the arena and I saw white people crying, old white men, young yeah. white. I saw every, it was just a moment where Color didn't even. It was be, It was bigger than the, like the color. Like, did that surprise yeah. you? That it was. It was a moment that was bigger than race. Yeah, not not. It it didn't surprise me because um I have had the opportunity and the uh and the and the honor of connecting with so many people that have been WWE fans over the past decade plus, where you know they come from all backgrounds, man. Like we're all we're all the same people at the end of the day. You know, um we all have the same struggles. We all know what it feels like to struggle. Um, and I think that by connecting with the WWE universe uh, over, you know, over a decade, you know, I, I'll always, we get to an arena and there'll be like hundreds of people lined up just waiting to see their favorite WWE superstars go by. I try to make a little time to go out and say hello to everybody and, you know, shake hands and talk to people and really connect with people. Um, we're in airports, same thing. Um, and whenever I see a member of the WWE universe or someone who might be a fan, 
and they come up to me and they want an autograph or they want to talk, I'll always try to make some time, even if only a few seconds to say hello and really try to connect. And not that the goal was to, uh, you know, garner their support. Like, I'm going to cash in on all this support. Remember what I, when I said hello to you, I want you to support me 10 years down the road. That was never the, uh, the, the goal, but I think that is one of the, um, the, the, the effects, uh, you know, one of the things that has happened uh, coincidentally from doing all that and connecting with so many people that by the time I got to that moment, like everybody wanted for me to achieve that success because of the connection that we've had over the years. So um, yeah, I, I think that, um, like I said before too, like everybody can identify with, uh, with struggle, whether you're white, black, you know, Asian, uh, Hispanic, whatever, you know what it's like to struggle. So when you saw me on there struggling and you know you've seen me struggling to get to this point for literally 11 years, some people might've started off as four-year-old fans. And then by the time they're 14, they get to see Kofi Kingston, you know, say, if you think about that, like eight years, the difference between like eight and 18, being right. a boy, becoming a man, like, I've been on television doing this. Uh, I've been on television doing this for that amount of time. So in a lot of ways, we kind of like, as my career was growing and I was growing up in my career, people were growing up too. So we kind of grew up together in a lot of different ways. So um, yeah, just uh, the, the WWE has such a far reach all over the world. So um, a very long-winded say to a long-winded way to say that I wasn't really surprised that it was able to touch so many people. Um, that's just the way that uh, that we do things at WWE. We connect with a lot of people all over the world. The fans really made that moment. So I mean, I, yeah. was here and I keep saying I was there. I like to like I like to flex and say, "Yo, I was there." I was yeah. there. <laughs> but the fans really made that moment. What has it been like the last eighteen months? Like not having the fans there, not having that energy because they are like the they're like, they're like the third person on when we're watching yeah. our tv screen they really really involved in it they help make the show what's it been like performing without the fans man and I, i've said this in every single interview that the thunderdome was great for what it was i think it was a bridge to get us through a time a crazy wild time in the world this pandemic uh, where people still wanted some kind of entertainment and we were able to bring people in and allow them to see themselves on tv on led screens Great, you know, you can still watch a live television experience and um, and see yourself there. Uh, we kind of worked with the scraps that we were given, you know, but um, from a performance aspect, it was very strange, very strange to be able to, you know, have to have to go out into an arena, your music hits and you run out and you're hyped and there's nobody there, you know, like all the sound is being piped in. Um, and it's cool, like, uh, like I guess, like I said, for what it was, but there's nothing that can really replace the, energy of a live crowd, an authentic crowd, actual human flesh screaming, jumping around and being excited to see you. You know, there's a, there's a level of energy there that is, um, it's unreplaceable. You know, you, you, can't, you can't manufacture it truly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'll be so, so happy to, uh, to have people there because a lot of people know that when the new day's in the ring, we're messing with the crowd so much that we don't even really know what's going on inside the ring. You know, I might be over here like throwing pancakes at somebody. So, oh, I got a, a match to get, you know, a match to fight right now. So um, for us in particular, like the crowds are paramount. You know, the people are paramount. You know, we uh, really, really thrive on having the people be there. And again, to feel that energy, as I'm sure everybody on the roster does as well.
Do you, do you feel like because because I feel like the, the crowd is a great indication of whether you're doing a good thing or a bad thing, if they're feeling what you're doing or not. Do you feel like you, there's been more uh, focus on what's going on on social media at the moment? The wrestling internet community is very outspoken and they speak yeah, up. Yeah. Do you feel like yourself and the other performers are take, paying more attention to what's going on online? Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I don't necessarily pay a whole lot of attention to what's going on on the uh, internet community because... I think a lot of people um, will go out of their way to, uh, you know, to try and be cool. So they want to like say like some negative stuff, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, so you got to like really sift through that with the fine tooth comb. But um, yeah, it's kind of the only gauge that we have right now, right? Like, you know, you don't know if anything is, is good or bad. Uh, I think you really have to kind of like, you know, especially now more than ever, it forced you to really like feel the situation like, you have to be a member of the crowd as well as the performer, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, not to say that the, the people on the internet's opinions are not taken into consideration or anything like that, but sometimes it can be very different from having a live crowd there. A lot of times you have people who will be reacting and cheering and doing all this live, but then online you hear a lot of people being like, you know, negative and, you know, wanting to like be cool and say, oh, well, I'm, this is the way that you should have done it. Ah, and, you know, they have this keyboard courage and they'll be typing, you know, insults and things like that. But um, yeah, I, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I think that, uh, yeah, once we have like the live crowds, that's really a better barometer of um, like what is, uh, in a, more of an immediate barometer of like what is, um, what is entertaining, what should be, done more what should be done less you know we kind of take it all into consideration and then we either go one direction or we go the other and that really is what uh, we're made up of. You're, you're definitely a veteran now and you've got a hall of fame career already um do you feel like you're having you look like you're having the most fun now compared yeah. to you as a rookie like can you compare the two like early kofi to kofi today yeah. what like, are you uh, having more fun today than you were having back in the day 100% now, 100% now. You know what I think it is? It's like, uh, you know, you go to like a, a family reunion and you have, uh, you know, your grandmother, grandpa, or old uncle who just doesn't care anymore. And he'll just say whatever he wants to say. You go out there, you know, he's going to have a good time regardless of what's going on in the family. He's going to just do whatever he wants to do. I think I'm uh, not quite at that point yet, but um, I have a lot more fun out there. I think early in my career, I was really kind of like stressed out about okay, well, I have to make sure like this move is right. And I have to make sure that like this happens and that happens. And the more experience that I've had, like if something goes off the rails, like that's when it gets fun, right? Like you have situations where like uh, people be hitting the ropes and the top rope will snap. Well, you can't stop the match, right? So now you have to figure out how to do what you want to do with the top rope snap. You might be a high flyer. How am I going to hit my shooting star press off the top rope? Not that I would ever do that. I can't do any of that stuff. But how could they hit that shooting star press off the top rope but there's no top rope. So that's when it gets fun for, for us with this uh, level of improv. And uh, I've been in so many different situations where it's gone awry. I mean, the crowd might not know, but then, you know, as performers, we just adjust, you know, we figure out a way to do it. And then you get back there and it's like, man, I'm really good at what I do. You know right. what I mean? I'm really good at this because uh, this went off the rails and I was able to keep it on the rails. And, you know, it just makes you feel good about yourself and uh, your, the, the way that you perform and your ability. So, um, yeah, I think now I'm a lot more just laid back, man, and, um, you know, ready to take on anything. Uh, a lot more confident now than I was early in my career, as you would expect would happen uh, with uh, with time and experience. So, um, yeah, man, that's 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 it. I'm just out there having fun. 
We, we hear a lot of really like, or like I watch a lot of documentaries and a lot of like specials about uh, wrestling back in the day. And we hear some really like horror stories when it comes to black wrestlers and some of the stuff that they went through. It feels like those lines are totally erased now. You look at the, the current roster, who the champions are. You got Bobby and you got Bianca Belair and you, you're, you guys and, and you guys are on T. It's, it, it just seems amazing and an amazing time to be a black wrestler in general. In general. Yeah. Do you feel like those lines are totally gone? Are there still, is there still a lot of work to be done? I think that, I mean, there's always work to be done. There's always work to be done. But as far as like, you know, who can get to what point, um, I think very little, very little of it has to do with race. You know, I don't think that people are sitting in meetings saying like, well, we need a black superstar in this role. So now we're going to do this. And we need a white superstar in this role. Like, it's not about that anymore. It's about going out and, and entertaining. Like I said before, like our, fan base is so incredibly diverse, you know, um, we are broadcast all over the world. So um, I think you're starting to see that. I mean, you've been seeing that with the WWE roster over the past like decade or so as we get more diverse, you have people from India, people from China, people from Japan, people from South America, people from Canada, you know, people from all over the world, which is really kind of a representation of the uh, of the products right now and, and where we're broadcast, you know, like you would be wise to have people um, you know, representing the uh, the areas in which you are you are broadcast, and then by the other side of the coin is that like we've been broadcasting in these places for so long. Of course, you would have a kid in <clears throat> some place across the world that becomes a fan and wants to be a WWE superstar. So now he pursues the dream, and now he comes over to the performance center and he works his way up because that's that's the goal. You know, that's what we've been doing. We've been putting our ourselves out there in different parts of the world. So of course, we're going to garner. Um, you know, uh, 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 fans and people who have aspirations to become WWE superstars from all over the world. So I think it's a beautiful time, man. Like you said, man, you know, not just not just black, but um, really kind of kind of anywhere, you know. Um, but like I said um, before, like it was very important for myself as uh, the first ever African born WWE champion to to have that happen, because now I know for a fact that kids over in Ghana They've seen me and they've said, oh, my gosh, like Kofi Kingston was the, the, the best wrestler in the world. You know what I mean? He was the champion. And when I took the title back to Ghana in 2019, I could see that look in their eyes when a very Ghanaian name was on the WWE title. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Kofi is like Mike or John. You know what I'm saying? Like a very, very popular name and very Ghanaian. So when you when you see that as a child, I'm quick. Bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, how, how, how does that affect your life? You, you don't expect me to even be there, let alone be there as the champion. So um, it was very important for me to take that title back to uh, to Ghana for that reason. But, you know, for everybody there, of course, but particularly for the children who, um, you know, they have their whole lives ahead of them. They uh, and the world is, you know, there there's so many infinite possibilities that if you could just find a way to believe in yourself and pursue those opportunities, then there's so many doors open, you know? So if I can have a small piece in opening a door for a young child somewhere in the world, then like I'm doing my job. That's really what matters most to me. All right, we've got to wrap up soon, but I've got to say, I loved seeing you in Ghana. And every time I speak to you, I say, look, I want we, I want to see you defend the WWE Championship in Ghana. You're going to win it on Sunday. And we, we need to see that happening, man. We need that. <laughs> Hey, yeah. Well, one one step at a time. I gotta beat Bobby first, then we can talk about you know where we're gonna be defending and all that. But uh, it's uh, 
it will be amazing, man. Uh, they they welcomed me with su such open arms. Uh, when I went back in 2019, I hadn't been there since 1994. So, um, it was a long time coming that I, you know, I've been wanting to go there for a while. And before you know it, like life starts happening, you become a WWE superstar and you just, you know, like you, you start missing everything and to take a vacation and go somewhere just wouldn't have been possible. So the fact that that even happened. And then um, on top of all of that, when the president declared 2019 as the year of return, like how, how is that the year that I win the WWE championship? So there's a lot of like, just serendipitous moments that um oh, it's just aligning that happened, you know so yeah, yeah it's it's um you know it, it was it was meant to be it was meant to be i believe that in my heart so um but yeah we'll see man we'll see we'll see we got to get there first one day at a time you know we keep on moving forward and then we figure it all out as it happens all right we wish you all the best this coming sunday against bobby lashley we know you can do it brother and uh yes, hopefully kofi man you're all over again much love bro hey. yeah appreciate you man good to talk to you uh, you too bro so there you go, always positive. He's just a positive guy, isn't it? Always, always. He always comes with like just some vibes, like no matter what happens, he's just yeah. he's in it. He's here. Yeah, now nah, he looked like he enjoyed it. Yeah, I think he always enjoys your interviews, Ace. And I think, but I think he also remembers that was it was it in your interview that revealed that he wasn't really Jamaican back in the no, day. No, no, uh, no. You know what? We we always talk about Ghana. That's why, like, obviously, like, we're yeah. both Ghanaian and we always talk about Ghana. I, we even spoke about it at the end of the interview. And the fact that he went back to Ghana, took the belt to Ghana was a beautiful thing. And um, I always say, I want to see him defend that belt in Ghana. Obviously, he didn't win the belt. We'll get to that. But... Um, that, doesn't, mean that, doesn't mean that you can't win it again. It don't mean he can't win it again. I, I, do you know what? We'll talk about that, but I don't think he's going to win it again. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I feel like Kofi being a main event star ain't going to happen again. I feel like it's, that's it now. But we had that moment, which was great. And I keep flexing on the fact that we were there. The fact that we were there to witness it is amazing. Like we were there for that moment. And he had that moment. And no one can take that ever away from him. He's in the, he's in the history books forever sure. as the first ever African-born WWE champion. And no one can take that away from me. Whether it happens again or not, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen again. But there you go. Okay. <laughs> you guys think well, that? Do you feel like you'll get it ever again? You honestly think that? No. No. Tay? No. <laughs> I mean, do you know what? Only if something like by some miracle, like Miz is gone, Sheamus is gone, and they have no other transitional champion to put yeah. the belt on, he might get it then. He might, like but they all have to get COVID, all of them. I feel like um, I think Biggie will be a multiple-time champion before Kofi becomes a multiple-time champion. I think if it was going to happen again, it would have been this Sunday. Mm. I think like the fantasy booking that a lot of people had in regards to Kofi winning and then Biggie cashing in on him, that would have been. I feel like Money in the Bank was a a B plus show. I feel like that would have taken it to the next. If that had happened, we would have had an A plus show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I, I like just in the way that he's being put. Look at the, look at his last two big title sh title matches: Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. He was squashed. Like he wasn't made to look, even look strong at all. It wasn't even like a Daniel Bryan situation where he goes twenty minutes with the bigger guy and looks impressive. He didn't even look impressive at Money in the Bank. We're gonna get to it. We'll talk about all the Money in the Bank. But I felt like it would have been much more of a back and forth, and it wasn't. So in that, for me, in that, for that reason, I can't see Kofi getting the title ever again. Okay. Um, before we talk about Money in the Bank, there's some news updates I'm going to inform you guys on. Apparently, uh, there's been new shirts that's been uploaded onto WWE Shop. Uh, and the shirts of one 
wrestler who was released a few weeks ago, Braun Strowman. It's very so, strange. So it looks like Braun Strowman might be coming back. Uh, I don't know if this is official. I mean, this is just a rumor. I mean, I think the shirts are, are there, uh, but um, there's no confirmation that he's definitely coming back. But would you like to see Braun Strowman come back? Or are you kind of like, yeah. Tell so you start. <laughs> I'll give you my opinion. Um, I'm not. I don't know. I don't really care. Just because there's there's a lot of other guys that have come in now that are bigger guys that kind of fit the same role. I feel like Braun Strowman kind of did what he had to do. I feel like he would be better going to the Indies and just getting a bit of different experience from different promotions. But we've got we've got almost. almost I can never say his name properly. Almost. Yeah. You've got the two Asian guys, like yeah. the two, and um, what's the other one? General Captain. Aziz. General yeah, yeah, Aziz. Exactly. That's his you've name. Got big guys. Got, you've got big guys. Yeah. He, can, he can do with some time just perfecting somewhere else. Yeah, I agree with Tay. Yeah. I totally agree with Tay. Uh, it's, it's harsh, but the truth is, WWE don't need Braun Strowman at the moment. Right, right now, if you watched Raw last night, even just Raw, we didn't even, that wasn't even the SmackDown side of things. That was just Raw. You'll realize that their their roster at the moment is very stacked. Cena's yeah. just come back. Keith Lee just came has just came back. Karrion Cross just debuted. Like, do they really need what? What? what if Braun Strowman comes back? What is his role gonna? Where? Where? What do you do? Yeah. Him? Like, yeah, it's true. Leave. It's true. Like, I don't think they need him right now. Um, another big news that happened not in the world of WWE, but in the world of in you know the Indies or something that's stuff to do with. AEW as well. Um, so Kenny Omega defended his Impact Championship against Sammy Callihan on Impact the other day. It was a hardcore match. It was a brilliant match, obviously. Sammy Callihan used to be NXT back in the day, but he went back into um, in, uh, TNA Impact when that didn't work out. And he's a main event player in Impact, former champion in Impact. So him and Kenny Omega had a great match. After that was done, uh, we had a surprise visit from one Jay White. Did you hear about this, Tay? Because I know Tay is a Jay White fan like I am. I did hear about it. Yes, I, I, was, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I did not expect to see that at all. Uh, and apparently there's been another taping since uh, Jay White showed up. Because so Jay White showed up, obviously, for those who don't know who Jay White is, he's the leader of the Bullet Club in New, ja- in New Japan Wrestling. Um, so obviously they're going to be teasing this Bullet Club versus Elite stuff now that that crowds are opening back up. I guess travel schedules could be a bit more flexible so i'm assuming this may go ahead in the summer we hope who knows this might rival SummerSlam. who knows i don't know but um uh jay white joined obviously he joined the ring with omega his former bullet club members omega you know anderson gallows and they all put up the two sweet sign jay white did not two sweet them he kind of cut off but i have seen rumors on another taping that Jay White has made Chris Bay, who's an up-and-coming independent wrestler who has joined Impact, very talented wrestler. He is now joined Bullet Club. Wow. So this, he'll be the first black wrestler to join Bullet Club. Imagine that. So, what? The first? And Jay White, yeah, and I think no. Jay White has a lot to do with this because Jay White has been spreading Black Lives Matter <laughs> for a long time. So I got a feeling he made a decision. I like Chris Bay. He's a very talented wrestler. I want him in Bullet Club. Because you had like Samoans and Tongans Right. In, in um, Bullet Club before, but not an African American. So, yeah, it's nice, very nice to see. But yes, uh, that's kind of the news outside of wrestling for me. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to pick up on. Uh, we have some other stuff we could talk about, but let's talk about money in the bank 2021. Um, 
How did that kick off with? Uh, kick off show oh, was the no. Usos. Usos oh, oh, by the way, shout out to uh, Paul Rosenberg, by the way. Uh, Peter, Peter Rosenberg, Rosenberg. Uh, not Peter Paul Rosenberg. Rosenberg. <laughs> Paul Rosenberg. Paul Rosenberg was the Amanda manager of Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Peter Rosenberg, who did a great shout out to Biz, a little Bismarcky tribute on uh, Money in the Bank on the kickoff panel. That was good. And you know what? I texted. I, did you like did you book again? I, I, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Booker <laughs> is hilarious. I'm sorry, I love but it. But you know what? I text that guy Greg because I was like, you know what? So much respect for Pete, Peter Rosenberg because he always holds his, he holds his own in that panel because they try to bully him, you know. They do. They L- do. Lola, JBL, they try to bully him. He don't have it. He starts saying former champions like ourselves. Yeah. They're like ourselves. Yeah. You know how the book is like. Book is like. I like that. Like, you know what I'm talking about, book. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Peter Rosenberg, man. Uh, yeah, he did a nice little tribute to Bismarcky. Rest in peace to Bismarcky as well. Sure. Um, but yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, the first match, Usos versus the Mysterios. And what a great pop for the Usos. I mean, Amaze, all, amazing all, pop. We all love the Usos. We've loved the Usos for a long time. Uber stars, but it's just great. And I guess this is to help with the storyline of Roman Reigns as well. But it's just great to see them. Then they've always got good reactions, but this one was like a superstar reaction. So yeah. Big up the Usos, man. Uh, what a match. Let's talk about this match. Um, so Usos versus the Mysterios for the tag team, SmackDown Tag Team Championship. If the Usos win this, they'll become the seven-time champions. Usos make a grand entrance. Uh, Rey Mysterio and his son, uh, they had like an interactive entrance where they walked through like a time portal. Yeah. Did you see that? I did see that. Did you guys? Like the, the Stargate or something. What was that? What was yeah, the Stargate. Yeah. yeah remember, remember that film, Stargate? Remember that? Yeah. Is that what it was? I don't know if that's what it was, but it reminded me of that. I think it was like a Stargate portal yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like and they all came out with like the Aztec mysterious mask, yeah, mysterious yeah. mask. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bad. It, 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 was, it was different. Yeah. It was also something different in wrestling. It was different. I think um, this was, I honestly think that this was the right decision. Not, not only just because it enhances the storyline, the tribal chief storyline, the bloodline storyline, but just because I feel like when we got going back into um, live shows, I'll be honest, I watched this match here and Dominic Mysterio is great. Like, he, he's Ray's son, isn't it? Like, he's going to be great, but I just don't think he's ready. No, I, don't he's think, ready. I, don't, I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's ready. There's like, and some of them, not that he doesn't botch. Don't get it twisted. He doesn't botch, but he's just, there's not, it's something that's just not, I don't know. I can't even describe it. He's just, no, you're right. It's just, there's, there's, there's a lack of fluidity that's, you're, he's just not ready. He's not ready. So to put the Usos are just gonna be and, and you know I'll be honest. I thought they were gonna lose based on the outside of the ring stuff with, with Jimmy Uso. Um, but yeah, I think this was the right decision, and and I'm I'm really happy that the Usos are seven time SmackDown champions. Tay, okay. definitely, definitely the right decision. Like you said, like Dominic, he, he is good. Yeah. Like he does need a bit more. I think he needs to go down to NXT and just get that that. Yeah kind of experience in the ring with just different wrestlers and, and then he'll come back up. But yeah, definitely the right decision. Well, you should go to Mexico, man. Ray should put him in Mexico for a little bit, man. Mm. He's, he's, he's not ready. He's not, he's not quite ready. But he's good. He's doing he's well. Good. He's very good. He's well. But obviously you have to, have to, and you have to understand as well, like his dad is like arguably one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Time, yeah. And it's like having that, Compete like it's just not gonna match, is it? Right? It's like Big Boy and Andre. When you yeah. say when you when you say when you stand next to one of the greatest ever, people are not gonna think that you're that. You might be killing it, but you're next to the greatest. So it's just like 
know what I mean? He's going to be Memphis Bleak. He's just going to be that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so one thing was very apparent to me about how great Ray Mysterio is. Ray's what? In his like late 40s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there was one bit where they both do that spot where they jump out of the ring to jump on the Usos, right? So when Dominic jumps off, he jumps off and does like a body splash, yeah? And, and Dominic's what? 19, 20? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah? Yeah. Ray jump. Forward flip. Hurricane runner. <laughs> <laughs> 48. So I'm like, I was like, nah, this is this is long. I mean, I think Ray's early 40s, isn't he? Early 40s. Yeah. It must be early 40s. But yeah, I was just like, that's yeah, like Ray's still doing them spots at that age. Like, yeah, it's just something else. Like. But yeah, great yeah. Match, great match. Yeah, great match. Very happy for the Usos. It, it adds to the bloodline storyline for sure. I love the finish. Like yeah, uh, Jay taking uh, 619 for his like breaking it. Like, yeah. yeah, it was good, man. Yeah, I, I really liked it. He broke it, and didn't Jay put his feet on Jimmy's yeah, back to, to get the leverage? The yeah, yeah, man, yeah, I liked, yeah, I liked, yeah, I liked it. it. Yeah, it was dope. dope. Um, and that adds to the storyline because that means that reason why that's a clever booking is because Jay is taking orders from Rain, so he's kind of like organizing, and now he's taking care of Jimmy. I remember Rain's referenced the whole drinking thing in the promo afterwards. Wow. So yeah, it's yeah, it's really like it's really good. Clever. It's really good. Very, you know, this whole thing's very thought out. This whole storyline. Um, all right, first match of the Money in the Bank, uh, the women's Money in the Bank match. So what was that? That was Nikki A.S.H., Naomi, Selena Vega, Alexa Bliss, uh, Natalie, Tamina, uh, Liv Morgan. Uh, I said Naomi, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Naomi. Um, I feel like I'm missing one more person. No, Liv I think Liv. that's it. Yeah. Did I say eight? Did I say eight names? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I feel like I missed someone, but okay. Um, this was good. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't wow or nothing. It wasn't like a great, great match, but I enjoyed it. I thought Alexa Bliss did some really good character work in this. You know, when she was standing on the ropes when everybody's making the entrance. I think there was a bit where Tamina seemed a bit rattled because <laughs> Alexa was standing on the ropes, but arms back, just watching people like that. And then when Tamina tried to make an entrance, I don't know for some reason she slips on the ropes. Oh, and she, really? she looked and she looked at Alexa Bliss like what. What's she doing? Like, and that is like, yeah, relax, relax. But um, I don't know. But um, I felt uh, Naomi did a really good spot here with the, I think she did a spot where she power bombs uh, Liv Morgan onto Zelina Vega on top of yeah. the balance. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like the Alexa controlling with her mind and challenging. Hypnotizing, hypnotism. Hypnotize, I, did, I didn't like that. I know that's a very Wyatt thing. Yeah. I don't that, was that too far? Was it too far? Yeah, I just felt like even when the even when Wyatt does it, I don't enjoy it. So it's a bit like, but I, I do have to say, I was very impressed with Alexa, though. Very impressed with her because mm. I have because I don't really because I'm not invested in Raw like I used to. I don't really watch that. If I'm watching Raw, I watch for something specific. But I don't really watch the Bray Wyatt stuff. But but yeah, no, it was good. Um, I, I think the way they booked that whole Alexa thing is good. Like even in the fact that like. They, the way they had to take her out was bury her underneath loads of ladders. And it's yeah. like, it's kind of like a continuation of even like at the Royal Rumble when she was like having up everybody. And then all of a sudden, like, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're building her strong, even though she's tiny yeah, like, compared yeah. to other other wrestlers. She's, she's, a, she's a dominant force because yeah. they don't necessarily know what's going on with her. I like it. Yeah, she's a supernatural, isn't it? Yeah, I do like it. Um, uh, I don't know if the ending was a bit botched, but obviously the way Nikki got the briefcase was very different from anything you've ever seen. And I kind of prefer that, to be honest. I thought it was, a, I think it was a good ending, personally. I, people say it was a botch, what happened. Why was that I don't botch? know. I don't know. Apparently something was supposed to happen. Some cue was supposed to happen. Something went wrong, apparently. But 
I don't know. I liked it. They were all fighting each other. Nikki got up, grabbed it. Like I feel that's a realistic thing. That's gonna happen in a real fight. Was she the right winner? I didn't think so at first. I didn't. I didn't think so at first. Um, but we'll talk about what happened with her and the cashier later on. Uh, but when she won it, I was a bit like, yeah. But then I was also like, it's someone new. It's someone new. I I don't feel like they built. I don't feel like we've had long enough for the character to care. No. Um, what was it like? Two weeks ago, she turned into a superhero. Two or three weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, and now she's Mrs. Money in a bag. I just I think it's too early. But again, you like you said like the payoff which we saw on Monday, maybe has made it worth it. So maybe they know better than us. What do you think? Tay? I think, Is she the right I think it. Um, at the time, I was just like, no, this is dead. Yeah. But then I had to think about it a bit more, and then I realised that Nikki Ash is not for us. Okay. She is for the kids. Mm. She came for the kids with the crowds because they needed someone because no, there was no one for the kids left. She's going to sell merch. She came, they just had to push her in and be like, go, because Bailey's gone. Yeah. There's no more about Bailey. So they needed a female that was like, okay, I'm in with the, with the kids and everything. So I was like, okay, all right, I kind of get it. When she was on Raw, it was her speech after um, Money in the Bank when she was like, oh, this is all for the kids and... You know, if you can make it and you believe in yourself, I was like, oh, okay, I get it, I get it. I get it. And I feel like, yeah. and what they could do with the superhero thing, is because she's, was it superhero? It's not superhero in training, is it? It's almost like, superhero. Almost, almost the superhero. superhero. So this, they could really evolve the character with the different feuds and where she's, you know, she comes, becomes that hero exactly. that she's looking for. So they can have all these people cuss her out, like, you look pathetic, you're not a hero, look at you, you're a loser. But her, her heroic ways as the champion, she'll be defending it. You think she's going to have a long reign? I don't think she'll have a long reign in terms of, I don't think she's going to be championed by WrestleMania, but I think she will have it till Survivor Series for sure. Yeah. I don't know if she'll have it that long. I think she might lose it, but and that's her almost superhero. Now she needs to become a superhero and then she'll I win think, it at like a big like yeah, Survivor Series. That, that will be part of it. Yeah, that'll be part of it too. But I can see her, I can see her defending it at SummerSlam. I can see her defending it, pay-per-views after that, and then losing it at Survivor Series. I can see that. And then maybe, um, but yeah, Tay's right. Like that's probably going to be the plan. Like when she does finally lose it, she'll start, that's when her super prowess will come into play. So it can work. It can work. It's not for me. It's not for Tay. It's not for you, Ace. But it's, you know, it's it's for Max. Anyway, we miss you, Max. We heard you're not really feeling well at the moment. Um, We wish you a speedy recovery, my brother. We love you very dearly. And Flu, we miss you as well. Get your ass back on the podcast. Stop drinking alcohol and watching (laughs) birds fly. All right, uh, let's go. Um, Oh, after so after Nikki won uh, Money in the Bank, we had that Roman the the backstage promo with the Bloodline, Reigns, Usos, Heyman, all in the back. Reigns said he's very proud of them. Said that you know, proud of you more more than anything, Jimmy, because you're taking my orders. And he said, no, he said Jay. He said very proud of you, Jay, because you're taking my orders. And Jimmy, you got a lot to learn, but you're learning from your brother. And and he made a little reference to the whole. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know what? I always assumed that Roman was the younger cousin. Me too. Is he not? No, he's not. He's a year older than him. Oh, yeah, I always, ass- I always assumed no, that makes was, sense. No, I always sense. assumed he was their younger cousin. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Yeah, because I think Reigns is a year younger than me, or maybe, maybe oh, yeah, my, yeah, 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 yeah. A year younger than me, or maybe my age. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, the Usos are a year younger than Roman Reigns. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um. 
Uh, yeah, sorry. The next match was uh, AJ Styles almost against the Viking Raiders. This was a good match. I are the like Viking how- Raiders over? They're not. And are over. they the Viking Raiders or the experience? Which one are they? Oh, either? sorry. I call them Viking Raiders. Sorry. Okay. Viking experience. It's Viking experience. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. I thought it was Raiders. No, so I did I. They changed it back to Raiders. They did. I thought they changed it. I've heard. I heard this weekend, Monday and Sunday, I've heard both names from commentary. Oh, I, I only hear, I only listen when I hear Raiders. That's what I hear. <laughs> I'm like, Let me experience. see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it now. Yeah. What comes up? Viking experience. No, what, what, what comes up is tours in, uh, in, <laughs> in Norway. In Norway. Okay, okay, exactly. uh, uh, next to it. I think it is Raiders. Is it back to Raiders now? It's Viking Raiders. Okay. Viking Raiders, yeah. Uh, so yeah. The Vi- are they over? Or are they forcing this? No, it's not what it is, right? They know they're a great tag team. So, what I'm, so what I'm liking is yeah. they're not over. Okay. They're not, not over either. That makes any sense. It's not like they don't have any like go away heat. People are like interested in them. Yeah. But, but what I do like is they are booked strong in their matches. Okay. So like, like, like they might not be over, but it's not going to be easy for any tag team to beat them. That's why right. it wasn't easy for AJ and almost to beat them. You know what I mean? And I like that. That's what I want to see because I want Viking Raiders to really choose to be booked kind of like Legion of Doom, in my personal opinion. Not as strong as them because they were booked hella strong. But you know what I mean? Like a badass tag team that is difficult to beat. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I'm liking. Um, there were some good spots in this match. There was uh, a great spot with almost through AJ, kind of like the Cass and Enzo spot where he's like throw them out of the ring. Almost threw AJ out of the ring and he landed and he with the Horokoran on, I think, I can't remember the Viking Raiders name now, because they changed it. Eric Caniva. All right. Eric Caniva? Eric or Ivor. Is it Eric oh, Ivor? Ivor. Okay. Ivor. I, think, I think it was Eric. So AJ, AJ did the Horokoran on Eric. And uh, that was a great spot. Uh, there was a nice near fall finish from the Viking Raiders on AJ and Almost as well. So they look really strong, but obviously AJ and Almost got the win. Um, what are you guys thinking about AJ almost? Are you still happy to see them with the belts and carry this on, or you just kind of want them to kind of go their own ways? Or what? What, what do you think? I, I just don't know where, like, how how far, like, what else can we do? That like, it's it's, it's going to be be a bit boring soon. Like it was fun at the time, but then it's like unless they have like people that we genuinely feel can beat them. I don't know. I don't know. And okay. also, I also I'm although. Everybody is like in awe of almost. I don't think we really do. I feel like he needs AJ. Can yeah, he, no, can, no, almost definitely needs AJ. Can he be a solo star? No. No. He's, he's not ready yet. He definitely needs AJ. I feel like it, it would have just been better as a like Sean Diesel situation rather than tag team champions. I agree. Mm. That could still happen. Yeah, maybe. Maybe after when they finally lose the belt, mm. AJ will try to be a number one contender again. It doesn't go his way. Almost supposed to have his back. AJ blames almost. That's when AJ does the turn. I mean, OJ almost knocks out AJ, whatever. And he has a very strong solo push that Vince will push. I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's ready, man. No, it doesn't matter. Vince does it all the time. You don't have to be ready. If you're you're big, if you're big, you're getting a push. Mm. How many many champions? Carly was champion. Ready to what? That man wasn't ready at all. And like Vince, he, he loves it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he's, he's pushing. Oh no. Um. All right. Kofi versus Lashley. Uh, you kind of mentioned this earlier on the pod. Ace Kofi yeah. was. He was squashed. I did love Kofi's He-Man Skeletor tribute on his ring attire. Did you notice that, Ace? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was dope. That was dope. 
That was dope. And they always do like their their ring attire, the ring ring what they wear to the ring. They always get it right, man. They smash yeah. it because they, they had they had Power Rangers recently. They yeah. did Mortal Kombat recently. Now yeah. that he man, now he man's coming back to Netflix. Remember the gears, the gears of war. Was that WrestleMania? They did. That was WrestleMania. Gears of war. That was amazing, man. All of that yeah. stuff. Great. But yeah. Um, yeah, um, it was a squash basically. Yeah, yeah. super squash. What is, there, what is there to talk about, really? Yeah, Lashley, <laughs> Lashley destroyed Kofi. Um, I see Kofi tweeted after the match. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if you're Kofi and they're like, Look, yeah, this is how the match is going to go, do you not fight that? And they're going to be like, No, I'm not having it. No, because that? no, because a. Let's be honest. Does this hurt Kofi? It doesn't. No, not really. Kofi's such a star mm. that he can lose like this twice <laughs> to, to Lashley and Lesnar and still it doesn't affect him. Like He's calm. He's calm. B, it makes Lashley look strong. That's what we need. We need... I'm going to be real, guys. I'm going to be real. I know Lashley's not the, the best in-ring wrestler, but we need an African-American wrestler. That's a badass. That's a uh, world champion. We need it. I need it. I need to see this. And that's what I'm seeing right now. And I want, I'm going to be real with you guys. Yes. Yes, Goldberg. Sorry, obviously we're going to talk about this later, but obviously Goldberg's the next opponent. And of course, Goldberg's going to look a bit strong. He's going to have some offense against Lashley. But Lashley needs to destroy Goldberg too. So, so there we go. He better. So, he better. I, I don't think he'll destroy him, but he'll beat him. He, no, he better. Nah, yeah. No, no, Goldberg is not beating Lashley. Well, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, if Goldberg, like, he lost it, he lost uh, Drew clean. He can't come now and beat Lashley. Sorry. He's not going to beat Lashley because what's the point of breaking up the Hurt business? This, exactly. This, I'm, I'm riding on this because I'm like, you broke up the Hurt business, but because you're doing this with Lashley, I'm, I'm, I'm letting it slide. So that's the thing. Um, all right. Um, you know, what was a good match that I didn't have no excitement for? Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. This match was awesome. What did you think of this, Tay? Um, do you know what? I'm always, I don't know why I'm always surprised when Charlotte wins over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> I don't know, no, I, the match was good. I really like the match. And, and I like that Rhea, she's, she's, she's coming on well. Like she's getting, like Charlotte is, even though I do feel Charlotte is still a bit selfish in the ring, she's she's learning from her. Um, so it was a good match. Just do we always need Charlotte to win just to, to bring up her belt, like how many belts she's had? Because that's literally all it was. Yeah, um, obviously, yes, Charlotte did win. She's become the 12-time women's champion. This is obviously, this has always been in the cards for Charlotte. As soon as they signed her in NXT and you can see Triple H just like, I can't wait to put you on the main roster and make you win as much titles as your daddy. That was always the plan. Um, which obviously, you know, a lot of fans don't like. I don't, I'm not really a big fan of it either. Um, but I have to say, she was amazing in this match. I have to say, like, this match was awesome. And obviously, big up to Rhea Ripley too. There's two parts in the, game, in the match. So she, was, she played her part too. She was awesome. But I felt like Charlotte controlled this really well. Like, even when... The match, nobody really cared about the match because the build-up was so shit. So you had the fans, you know, charting Becky, Charlotte flipped the bird, controlled that. Um, them two put on a clinic that had 
from the crowds from booing them to you know actually cheering and chanting this match is awesome and uh freaking what's that what's that move again when she does natural move? selection natural, natural selection. selection off the top row yeah that's it and then dragging her off the ring putting the leg on the kicking the steps more than like three times putting her on the figure eight like charlotte was vicious as she always is and one of the greatest of all time charlotte i have to say that man she's one of the greatest she's like her daddy's like she's one of the greatest of all time. So can um, I say something controversial? And you can I be before you before you say yeah, something. I love Rhea Ripley. I just don't want to see her as champion. If I'm honest with you. And just to add to what you've just said, she's great, amazing wrestler. Yeah. But she is not. I think they thought she was going to be more over on the main roster than she is, and she's yeah, not. No. She's not. She ain't quite it. It's not like when Oscar came from NXT. I feel like they. I feel like they thought that she would have that same kind of pop and people would really care as much they don't so i feel like this i feel like i don't feel like she'll have the title again anytime soon when there's a lot of work to do not a lot but just more more work than they assumed would they would have to yeah um, like it's just because she's very different she's a very yeah. different wrestler to anyone else yeah any other woman on the roster and it's gonna take the crowd a bit of time to kind of get used to her Definitely. style the way she is and it's kind of like a it's it's more obviously more british Style, then you know, like that, like that kind of silly kind of push and pull kind of thing. So, I think it's just going to take people's time to warm to her. But she's, she's a great worker, though. A great worker, though. A great wrestler. Um, all right, let's talk about the men's money in the bank match. This is one of the best money in the bank matches I have ever seen. This was brilliant from start to finish. I have no complaints. I probably might watch it again before I go to sleep tonight. Is that good? Like, I really enjoyed this match. Um, can I just say something? You know, when this man, I know, I know why he got heat, yeah, because it was just uncalled for for him to even like just butt in and chat shit about other wrestlers, yeah. Okay, shit. Yeah, it was uncalled for. But can I just be real with you guys? Yeah, he went wrong though. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna say this, yeah, and I've watched wrestling all my life. Like, he's one of the best. High flyers I have ever seen. Facts. Facts. My life. Facts. Like, and I can understand why he, like, it's a bit of a weird thing to do because, like, it's not like um, Io Shirai was coming out saying, hey, I'm better than Ricochet. She wasn't doing that. But that's why I didn't back what Ricochet did. I was like, well, she's not sending shots to you, bro. So don't be, you know what I mean? Don't be doing that. But I kind of get it. Like, you're sitting in your bed. (laughs) You look at a tweet and sat around talking about somebody else flying. You're like, hold on, where's my name? Yeah, In my fucking name, boy. Trust me. So I've just, no- I've just seen the nominations for the Rated Awards Best DJ of the Year. And where's my name? Where's my fucking name? Like, where is my name? Yo, like, you can't talk about radio and not talk about me. Are you all right? Oh, oh my god! But yeah, that's what I, I get. It. Skill is he's gone. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> now I get. It. Like people are talking about something that you do that you feel you're the best at. How can they not mention you? Like, how can you not be mentioned when people are talking about the best at anything? And you're visibly one of the best. Like exactly. you actually are. You're not yeah. just yeah. like you're not <laughs> arrogant. You actually are. It, it, it's like taste exactly. Taste all spot on. It's like. There's no debate, really. There's no debate. <laughs> like, if, like if MJ walked in and yeah. said, yo, 
I'm the best of this music thing. You can't really. You can't really. Like, I'm, always, I'm here. You see me every night doing this thing. Who can do that? Now, you're right. He's actually the best. 100%. Oh, he was He's doing the best. Stuff. You know what I would love to see? There's a guy, I don't know if you guys know about El Hijo del Vaquino. No. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but he's from Mexico. He's an amazing high fly as well. I just want to see him and Ricochet lock horns because, yeah. I think, and I, and I know Triple H has got his eye on him. He's like, he's obviously he's in Triple A and stuff, but I know Triple H has got his eye on him for sure. So he'll probably be coming to NXT uh, very soon. But yeah, let's talk about this match. Uh, I mean, this match was outstanding. Ricochet was brilliant. Drew McIntyre was good. Kevin Owens was taking these crazy dangerous spots like he did on SmackDown with the elbow and he did it again. Uh, I mean, I don't remember much from... Nakamura did a few things. Riddle did a few things. Um, Riddle, Riddle, no, Riddle did that. He did the one that tipped the ladder, innit? When Ricochet did that forward flip. Yeah, so he did tip the ladder. And what I like about Riddle is Riddle's playing this character like he's a proper WWE fan, isn't he? Yes! <laughs> he's like, oh my God, like, yeah. <laughs> but, but he does it really well. Yeah, That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. He does it really well. Um, and, I mean, that ending. Amazing. When Seth hit Riddle with the curb stump on the ladder, uh, tried to go up to get the money in the bank, and then Biggie catches him. And the big, big I was big like, how's, off the road. But he did it, and I was like, how is he gonna do this and get back up? Like that's exactly. I, and then he did it perfection as well. Yeah. That's like, this shows how great Seth and Biggie both are yeah. to do that spot flawlessly off a ladder, and how high that ladder was as well. And then for Biggie to get back up, my back would be listen. My back would be done, bro. Amazing. Amazing yeah. Oh, we didn't mention um Jinder and Drew. Obviously, oh, they yeah. started they started that 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 yeah. feud during the match. Um Jinder took Drew out with his goons, which I, I think I think this is amazing. I, I really like Jinder in this role. And I actually I'm actually here for a Jinder and Drew feud that's gonna obviously take us through summer to SummerSlam. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really I think it's a great, it's a great look. And obviously they got the backstory as well. They got the backstory they, the history, and- I think it works. And they're, and they're best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you're best friends with someone, like, Drew would know exactly all the nonsense that... I'm not saying Jinder was a great champion. He wasn't. But, like, he got a lot of backlash, undeservedly so, I felt, right? So Drew would probably would know, like, you know what? You had a bit of a Ross Diamond champion. We're going to make sure that we show these people how good we both are. Give him the rub, 100%. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to have great matches. And Jinder has to win. Jinder has to go over. You think so? Yeah, he has to. Nah. He has to. I can't see it. He'll get a few. He'll get a few wins, but he's not. He's not going to be the winner of that one. No, like I feel like he doesn't have to win the feud overall because obviously this is going to go on to several matches. Yeah, this won't just be SummerSlam. This will be like SummerSlam and whatever's after that for a couple different years. So I think Drew should win the feud overall because Drew is the biggest star and Drew needs to get more elevated. But Jinder needs to win at SummerSlam. Okay, sure. That's because that's the one that people remember. They're going to remember what's going to happen in Bad Blood. Is that what's is that what's after SummerSlam? What? I just said bad blood. I just put bad blood at the end. I don't, I don't know what the pay view is. But you get what I mean. It's yeah, no, one I of those things. Yeah, okay. one of those things. Um, Biggie, yeah, no. though, man. Biggie, Biggie. Come though. on, Biggie. Yeah, and man. I was so emotional for him. You see the bit when he held the briefcase and he was kind of crying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, he was. Everyone. The like, he deserved the pop was crazy. People yeah. love him. Like yeah. people. Like, did you Did you see his um speech afterwards? He was speechless, isn't it? Like no, no. On on um on the network, he done a speech afterwards. Um, and he was like, he was out of character. Like he was oh, just yeah. like, 
nah, I'm so like I'm so happy. And you can see the tears are like here. Wow. It was it's really good. Go and watch it. Go and watch it. Like it's, it's proper. Can you do you can you imagine, guys, when we first all three of us first saw New Day in 2014 when they debuted? And Vincent Man tried to give him that church gimmick. And we were all like, oh, God, this is not going to work. And then obviously they turned it around and it became the tag team phenomenon. And we were like, but did you ever think two members of the New Day would ever go on to become world champions? Because it's going to happen for Big E. This is not a thing where it's not going to happen. It's going to happen for Big E. And who knows what down the line it may happen for Xavier too. Hopefully, hopefully he does. And that's like, you never see that. No. Uh, it's insane. Um, all right, let's talk about this main event, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I just think this pay-per-view was flawless for me, and we'll get into the ratings after the after this review. Roman Reigns versus Edge, good build-up, good storytelling. Reigns has done great work for the past year and a bit since COVID. Come back, rejuvenated his whole career. Uh, he's going to go down as one of the greats, in my opinion. Of this 100%. Oh, he's, 100%. That, he's Absolutely. He's killing this, it's honestly. Absolutely in his element. In his 100%. And I don't care who you are as a wrestling mark, because there could be some people that are still be raised haters, but they cannot deny how good he is in this. He season. is That's killing amazing. it. He is amazing. smashing it. Um, Edge. That's when people were saying that he would, couldn't be a heel, he couldn't be a heel. We saw this before. Like 100%. 100%. He was Even for like, his facial expressions, like the way he's speaking, everything. I've, yeah. I thought I'm so excited to hear the back and forth between him and Cena. Mm-hmm. So like, we'll see how that goes because I know Cena's going to try and throw him off. I oh, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're we'll get into. into that. I feel like Cena, and and I feel like I don't feel like he will be able to. Like what Reigns is doing right now, you're not going to be able to penetrate that, my friend. Well, I'm hoping him and Paul Heyman are getting together as we speak yes. <laughs> and are writing a promo that's going to kill Cena. That's what I'm hoping. But anyway, we'll we'll get into that in a minute. Reigns um, versus Edge, great build-up. I'm loving how Edge is just back, not for selfish reasons, because Edge has never been about that. He's never been about doing things for the beneficial. I mean, he has been selfish in other areas. Um, but you know right. what I mean. That was a long time ago. Yeah, okay. I'm joking. I'm joking. He's grown. He's grown. He's grown. Yeah, he's grown. He's married now. Yes. <laughs> Matt. Yeah. Anyway, um, and so is Matt. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But like Edge has always, and when I say always, from like even back in the day, remember he wanted to put Nexus over and Cena fucked that up. Yeah. And he always wants to put people over. So I just love the fact that he's come back, not to say, hey, I want to come back and be a new champion again. It may happen for him. He might get rewarded with the belt. Do you get what I mean? He might become a new champion down the line sometime eventually. But he's actually coming here because he wants to work with Reigns. He wants to work with Seth. He wants, you know what I mean? He wants to work with the best. And that's what I'm loving. He's playing his part well. Um, and this match was great. I think it was really good. I felt I'm loving how Roman Reigns takes his time, takes his time down the ring, takes his time within the wrestling. He just controls the match. I felt this was really a good Reigns coming out party in this in this character. I felt he was just dominant. I don't think Edge really did much, which he didn't have to. You know what I mean? It wasn't like Edge was working hard to get Reigns over or make Reigns look good. I felt Reigns was just doing a lot of good shit. And Edge has played his part well. He knew to take a back seat, sell for him, when to sell for him. And you know what I mean? Very good match. I want to hear your thoughts. Let's go with Tafus. She's been a Roman Reigns mark since the day I met her. Um, how are you feeling about Reigns in this gimmick? And how did you think about that match? I love Reigns in this gimmick. Like, it's, it's where we needed him to be for years. 
and I'm glad he's in this role and I'm glad he's with Paul Heyman like he's just it's solid like I don't think they should not don't fuck with this WWE just leave it to run its course and let it go where it needs to go like it was an amazing match I love that every time Roman goes you know with these big people like John Cena Edge even Goldberg like he learns from them like his facial expressions have improved so much like he's proper in in the role like every moment he was in character he was like i am the head of this what are you doing like yeah. back off like, how dare I loved you? it, it was how great dare you? yeah it gives you that like how dare you like he's just like he's jarred to be here like don't you know that i'm the best yeah. it's, it's sick it's sick it's like it's an annoyance yeah like, like, don't you... how how can you think you can even come in this ring with me exactly like, what are you doing how yeah like, no, no, it, was, it was a great match and I loved it. I loved the ending as well. I love that it, but it, this time he didn't tap and he was just like, it's a great match. There was a, 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 a part in the match where it went viral on Twitter. Did you see when the, when Reigns, when Reigns went to pick up the steel chair, you know how he clicked the bottom to yeah. choke, choke Edge out? And there was a woman and her son. Yeah. She, I love you, Robert. <laughs> we know, she, no, she said, we love you, Roman. Roman. She said, we love you, yeah. And then the son looked at her mum like, like <laughs> I remember it at the time. I remember it at the time, but I didn't. I don't think I clocked the son at the time. I clocked what the mum said. Yeah. I didn't clock what the. I didn't clock the son's reaction. So when I saw it again on Twitter, I was like, "Oh, you got to love wrestling, man." But, um, yeah. So Reigns, obviously, um, due to interference with Seth Rollins, beats Edge, um, and then uh, Edge comes back down to fight with. I mean, Reigns. Seth comes back down afterwards to fight with Edge. Edge and Seth fights in the crowd, and then Reigns picks up the mic. I when he picked the mic, I knew. I was like, yeah. But even though the rumors were Cena anyway, I don't know. I didn't know. I, didn't, I was like, oh, someone's coming back. We probably won't be Cena. And then when he said, "Oh, you guys need to acknowledge me now," and the crowd would start moving, and then the Cena music hit. What a pop! What a pop! John Cena, and that's the pop you know he's been waiting for. Like Cena's had. Yeah. Cena's always had great reactions and even great pops. He has, he has had great pops before, but this pop was a thunderous pop. Some people going a bit too far though. Yeah, I saw you, I saw you, like, I feel like, cause I saw you on Twitter talking to somebody about Yeah, no, nah, he went versus, a bit too far. Versus the, sh- like the Stone Colds and the Rock Pops. You can't compare the two. Uh, you can, you no, actually you can. can. You, no, you, you can. can. You know why you can't? Really? You're hating on Cena. You I'm can. not hating on Cena. You can. I'm not hating on Cena. Wait, wait, let me finish. Go on. You know why you can't compare it to, to Stone Cold and the Rock? Gone, because they had it every week. Week in week out. Another thing. There's another thing. There's mm. another thing. You're forgetting, bro. This is the la- first live show. It doesn't matter. No way. It does matter. It does. The first live show since COVID. A pop is a pop. Every- is a pop. Did you not hear the crowd throughout the whole night, bro? I hear. They were crazy for everyone. Uso's got a pop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like. They were so excited. They deserve that pop. And they deserve that pop. And I'm not saying Cena doesn't deserve that pop. I'm not saying yeah. Cena's not a star. I never said that. I said Cena is a star. Cena has great pops, but he just say he's up there with the Stone Colds. I think never I think, that. I think off. I think let's not do that. There is definitely you cannot argue with anybody that will put Cena on their Mount Rushmore now. You can't. I'm not saying that. You can't. I, ne- I never said that. I said you can put Cena in your Mount Rushmore, but he, to say that he's getting the same level pops as an Austin and the Rock, nah. I feel like I feel like he is. That, that was, was one. But that was one pop on a Sunday night, bro. I, but what about the what about the Rumble pop when he came back? Yeah, that was good. That was no, good. it wasn't good, bro. That you was one of the best pops. You know, do you know what that, that was, was one of the best pops, bro. They wasn't expecting it. 
You have to understand, he's getting these parts when they don't expect it. Rock and Austin got these parts when they knew they were going to be scheduled on the show. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They knew they were going to be there and they got those parts. What are you on about? What are you talking I about? hear you. I just feel like there's too much. I feel like it's a little bit of scene of hate. I it's feel like it's a bit of scene of hate. I'm I feel that's saying, a bit of scene of hate. No, but it's not do you know what? Goldberg never got that pop last I, night. No. Goldberg never got that pop. Goldberg's not the same. Goldberg's not a star like Cena though. What are you talking? Goldberg. Who's comparing Goldberg to Cena? Can't. You some people. Some people would Cold? say. Some people would say that Goldberg is a star. He is a star, but he's not. John Cena is a viable, more successful star than than, than Goldberg. One hundred percent. I would never I, argue that. But he's not as big as Stone Cold is day. That's what no. I'm he's saying. not. He's not he's as not, big. And he's not as big as the Rock. My point is that pop. Is measurable to those. Yes, it is. it is. It is. It is. I didn't say it wasn't. I just said he. The man said, "Oh, it's similar to the Austin and Rock back in their day." That's what he said. And I was like, "You can't, can't do that. You can't it's do that." Also, it's also a different time. A different, yeah, different crowd. time. It's a different time. Different crowd, like different the time. crowds back in the day were just wild anyway. True. That's true. See, see well. that, at the end of the day, Cena is bro. absolutely a bona fide star. Scotty what too hot. He used to get pops, bro. Exactly. Scotty, no me. No, he did, bro. Rikishi and Too Cool used to get pops. It was a different time. It's a different time. I hate when you guys are doing this. Like you weren't there. Like you weren't there, though. It's a different time. You're moving hella mad. Did did Scotty too hot? He get pops. He got cheered. No, he got pops. He got cheered. Bro. No, there's a Too difference. Cool used to get pops, bro. There's, the, there's totally a difference because you know they the did. Difference. Hold away, Ace. Are you comparing a Scotty Too Hotty entrance with Too Cool? To my point is, you're a stone cold. No, what pop. we're saying is back then, the, the pops were. The, what we're saying is, them pops back then were loud regardless. They were going to be not. And the pops anyway. today are loud regardless. Not, not loud like then. Not like then. Not like then. They're not the same. We're too familiar with wrestlers now. We get to see them. I can go on my phone and see a wrestler. Exactly. We did not. We weren't able to back in the day. So they were sure. Exactly. That is a your, fa- your favorite wrestler might retweet you or reply to something you said online. Yeah. They weren't like, do you know what I'm saying? Like now, yeah. now you can get a response if you say something about Randy Orton. Like he might tweet you back. But we'll see get back in the pop- day. We'll see get that pop again at SummerSlam. Yeah. No, because they 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 expect him to be there. This is we'll see. We'll see. We'll they see. Expect him to be there. We'll you see. Get, it. You, like Cena got good receptions. You always got good pops, but they expected to be there. Now you have to look into that too. That this was a shock. Oh, Cena's there. Oh my God, this is great. Stone Cold Rock. They <laughs> knew they were there and their man were going on like they'd never seen them before. Do you think the Cena sucks chance start again, like as of next week yeah. or the week after? Do you? I think they're coming. No, but you have to understand the Cena sucks chance. That's part of past. That's like, yeah. that's not even a thing of like hating on Cena. That's it's like it's just, the it's having fun. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, it's having fun. It's, you know what I mean? It's not even like that's not even a thing anymore. Like Cena, Cena has definitely won over the crowd. It finally it happened to him time ago. He, he won over the crowd maybe. 2015, 16, when he's doing all that yeah, US yeah. challenge and all that stuff. Yeah, Cena's a G. He's an absolute G. And he's a star. I will never take, like, 100% bona fide star. He's, he's definitely up there with a Mount Rushmore talent. Not saying that at all. I'm just saying, you know, let's not go a bit overboard here. And then, and you notice, when I mentioned that, I didn't mention Undertaker, because the guy mentioned Undertaker too. I felt Cena's surpassed Undertaker when it comes to crowd pops. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Austin Rock, still different gravy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, no, yeah, I'm, still, I'm, I'm, I'm I agree with you. I just, I just feel like he's, he's up there. I don't know oh, if he's he up there, but I don't know. If he, I definitely believe he's like that. Anyway, let's keep, let's keep him moving. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw because I have to leave in fifteen minutes. All right, before we talk about Monday Night Raw, Naomi, you mentioned Ace is moved to SmackDown now. Yes. So your theory was she's going to join the Bloodline. Yes. 
Do you think that's still definitely going to happen? So I thought, I thought before we didn't get to do a pre uh, Money in the Bank show, but I, my prediction was that uh, Naomi was going to win the Money in the Bank, uh, cashing on Bianca Belair and joining the bloodline because she's obviously married to Jimmy Uso. And that way they would have all the belts on SmackDown. Do you know what I'm saying? They'd have uh, the Universal Tag Team Champions and the Women's Championship because Naomi is kind of part of the bloodline because she's married to yeah. bloodline. Um, now we found out that she's moving to SmackDown. That can still happen. Yeah. Um, I know that they've been doing... Apparent, I read an interview recently where Naomi said her dream tag team partner is Bianca Belair. And Bianca said the same. So I don't know if they're setting something up where maybe they tag, somebody turns on somebody. I, I, just, I just feel like we're about, we're yeah. about to get into a Bianca Belair versus Naomi, um, Naomi um, storyline. And I'm here. For I'm here for it. that. I am here for All it. Day, every day. I'm, I'm here for two WrestleManias in a row. With yeah. African women, American women. <laughs> Headlining. I'm, I'm here, here for, for it. it. Right. I'm here for it. Let because it also go. what you get, also what you get is you get Usos, maybe Usos street profits. Maybe they start going out at a moment. We get some six man tags with intergender Usos and Naomi versus Street Profits and Bianca Belair. Then you might get a four. You get might get four way when Usos and and Reigns and um, Naomi link up with. So I'm messing up the same scenes now, isn't it? Yeah, Milling Hot Weird, Street Profits, Bianca Belair, and John Cena. We're going to have a sick summer of wrestling yeah. if they go this way. Sure. If they go this way. Let's see. Also, I say all of this, but also I'm not sure if, if Naomi can be a heel. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because do you remember when she tried to do BAD before? Yeah. It weren't good. Yeah. It wasn't good. Yeah, but... I think, she, I think with her husband, husband and her brother-in-law yeah. and her what cousin-in-law as well. Yeah. Paul side, Heyman. And Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman, yeah. Paul Heyman is the master of, you know, you will like bring that best thing out of you. Yeah. Master pep talks. He will give Naomi the best pep talk ever. He'll start going back into, you have to remember, you are from African-American Heritage. Your father was a musician. You know, you start, you go all oh, this. You bring it out. Yeah. Make a cry. Yeah. If they go this way, if they go this way, I am here for it. Because there's no, there's really no one else for her to feud with right Tay, now. Tay, that was too far. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Now, I think, I think everything you said is what they have to do. They have to. They have to. Yeah. Um. So Raw's kicked off. John Cena. Again, another great pop from John Cena, saying how much he loves the fans, misses the fans. Great to be back. So excited. Uh, said that he wants to say that he's back for a reason to win titles again and something like that. But actually, he's back to put Reigns in his place. Called him an asshole. They had to bleep it out on Raw. Um, so, and he said that he's going to go to SmackDown to, talk, to step to, to Reigns. So, obviously, like you said, Ace, like you said, Tay, there's going to be a lot of rock. Seeing a level type promo is gonna go back and forth. And remember when I was watching uh, Raw recently, I'm in the 2016 year, because I've been doing a chronological order from way back. Geek, I know. Uh, and I'm at, I saw the part a few months ago when Reigns disrespect, I mean, when Cena disrespected Reigns. Yeah. When Reigns had to cut a promo and he's like, it's called a promo, kid. If you want to become one of the greats, you got to learn how to cut That's one. It, yeah, it was rude. That was so rude. That so was so rude. rude. Yeah. So, and I want Reigns to hit him back with something. Yeah. 
But we'll see. Um, after that, Riddle comes down. Riddle and Cena have a little bro off, which was nice. I think that was improv as well. I don't believe that was planned. Because, I mean, maybe it was a little bit planned, but maybe something else is supposed to be said. But I think Cena turned it into a bro off. Because okay. you can see, he, Riddle was having too much fun for me to think that was planned. I Cena was having too much fun. They were both having too much fun. So that was nice. Riddle and uh, Viking Raiders versus AJ almost and Morrison. Um, nice fun match. Riddle, Viking Raiders win. Nothing really much to talk about there. Nothing really happened there. Um, Elias is in his feud with Jackson Riker. I didn't even know they broke up, but I see, I see on this roll. Oh, they fell out. And Jackson Riker now is like a serious dead character looking to the camera like this and a bit intense, whatever. They have this sort of like, what's it called? Who, who's yeah. the heel in this? Who's the heel in this feud? Jackson, Jackson Riker. He's the heel? Yeah. yeah. So, so Elias is a, fa- as a face again? Probably, yeah. Okay, cool. Jackson Riker beat, beat the shit out of him. There was like... What's, what's it called, Tay? Some sort of like musical hardcore match or something. Like symphony of, yeah, dis- symphony weird, of Destruction. Yeah. Symphony yeah. of Destruction. So you had yeah. like cellos, you had pianos, you had a dong. There was guitars everywhere. Uh, and it was, a, it was a fun match, I guess. It was a good spot where Jackson Riker suplexed him off the turnbuckle into the table and stuff like that. Or to a piano, I can't remember now. But um, Jackson Riker picks up the win. Ali and Mansoor are now going to be a tag team. I like it. Me too. They look, they, they look good together. They haven't even wrestled together. You're saying they look good together. That's right. Oh, as, as, <laughs> as, as, as a look. No, look as good. a look. I know, I know exactly what you mean. I think they're going to kill it. I think they're going to smile. Yeah. Ali, Peng or not? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he's Peng. Anyway. <laughs> Let's keep it moving. Um, Charlotte cuts the promo, sends shots to Becky Lynch. So I'm assuming we're going to be seeing Charlotte versus Becky at SummerSlam. Ooh. You think so? You think Becky's coming back that soon? I think so. Yeah, I, I think she's coming back. I think that's the reason why they put the belt back on Charlotte. Do you think so? so why they put the, back, the belt back on her? Yeah. And they've taken it off her? Charlotte won the belt. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> What's wrong with you? We'll talk about that. Okay, yeah. So forget what I, just I don't think I don't think Becky's coming back for now. Yeah, I think you're right. I feel like okay. Becky might be rumble. Like we we might not get until January. Yeah, it's gonna be Charlotte. She just had a baby. Even the fact that Charlotte was like Becky's at home breastfeeding. It's like, yeah, yeah she is. She's got milk in her titties. <laughs> How's she gonna wrestle? I, mean, I don't think it's. I think it's too soon. Yeah, you're right. I think yeah. she might come back earlier. You know. You think so? Yeah. Survivor she has Series training and stuff. So I do. I do think she's gonna come back soon. I don't think SummerSlam though. Survivor Series maybe. 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 Yeah. maybe. Mm. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax get rid of Reginald after Reginald cost them to lose. I again. like this. I'm sorry. Yeah. I do. I liked how like Nia gave him a lovely hug and then headbutts him <laughs> and then they leave. And then he knows sold it though. He knows sold it. He knows sold it. Then the 24-7 championship come down and Akira Tozawa gets beaten by Reginald. And Reginald fantastic with them athletic flips, man. He's amazing. I think he's going to be a sick 24-7 champion. Yeah, he will. He's going to get out of so many situations. Yeah. Back that's flips, what all that's like, yeah, he's going to be sick. He's going to be like what Crash Holly was to the hardcore belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, Seamus and Damian Priest are going to be kicking off a rivalry. That should be something to look forward to. I think Seamus is doing a lot of good work with his mask and the broken nose and beating up, what's his name? Con, con, what's his name? Coduardo, what's his name? Correo, um, Alberto Correo. Alberto Correo, yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to a Seamus Damien Priest match at um, SummerSlam. Should be good. MVP and Lashley come out, cutting promos. 
doing a WWE challenge. Keith Lee returns, which is great to see. Was uh, that, was, do you go that, was, it wasn't a squash. It wasn't a squash, but I wouldn't want to, I, I didn't want Keith Lee to lose on his return. Exactly. Like, where, where, do you, where do you go from here now? Well, he's going he's gonna to have to turn heel and, and fight someone else. Who? And just try and get another belt somehow. Who's what the champion? U- US champion. Oh, no, he'll probably face Sheamus for the US belt. Mm. No, that's Damien Priest. Oh, you maybe go, maybe him and Damien Priest will have a. Or, may, or maybe down the line. Is he going to SmackDown? Oh, uh, maybe. Oh, he could be going to SmackDown. Yeah. Could be. I, I, don't like, be. I don't like that he lost. I don't like that he no, lost. No, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. No. I don't mind it. Nah. Uh, then after Keith Lee lost, Goldberg shows up. Uh, and it's Goldberg versus Lashley at SummerSlam. Unless, right. unless they're like, nobody wants to see this match. <laughs> Maybe we should do a triple threat. Goldberg, Lashley, A, Keith Lee. Or B, Big E. Big E's gonna cash in. He's not on gonna Reigns, isn't it? He's gonna cash in on Reigns. No, I don't think he'll cash in on Reigns. Nah, nah. Maybe he'll cash in after this match. Do you think he's gonna go have a go for go? Goldberg will win it, and then he'll take on Goldberg. No, no, Lashley's gonna beat Goldberg. I wouldn't mind Goldberg winning and then Biggie cashes in on Goldberg, Goldberg. for a Hilton. No. Would that make it a Hilton? Is that Hilton? No. No, he'd still be a face. Mm. Right, if Biggie beats Lashley, that's a huge pop, right? Because people would prefer Biggie over Lashley as that champion. I feel what they should do, if you really want to make Biggie with that money in the bank match, keep this whole reign of terror, no pun intended, with Roman Reigns destroying all these opponents, left, right, and center. And Biggie needs to cash it on Reigns. Like, when I say cash it on Reigns, not after Cena, after C- him and Cena. No, no, like no. next year, next year, like Reigns, Reigns needs to, Reigns needs to have this title reign. Reigns needs to be the champion by WrestleMania. So, Reigns needs to beat big boy competitors. But you, we know that Biggie's coming to Raw, right? Oh, is that what's happening? That's what they're saying. They're saying Biggie's going to be on Raw from September. So that means that I feel like uh, no, Reigns, my, Reigns no, Biggie is not going to happen. No, yeah, no, my yeah. favorite is at the window. So he's going to catch you on last night. Yeah. They're saying, okay. they're saying Biggie's coming to Raw in September when okay. the draft change happen, happens. Right, so he's going to catch you on last That's Basically. That's gonna happen, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Drew attacked Jinder Mahal when Jinder Mahal was having his moment with his bodyguards. Drew beat one of his bodyguards with that steel chair. I'm seeing bruises in a man's back. I'm like, what is this about? What a- what about it? Yeah, trust me, you was getting in. It was a bit much. I like yeah. Drew. I do like Drew. I just found that was a bit much. Um, Karrion Cross debuts. This is that's all, that's also another reason why I'm like Keith Lee, who was the last NXT champion, and Karrion Cross both lost on Monday Night Raw. Like you're just shitting on NXT. That was like, terrible. He lost to Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Come on, oh, they're man. taking the piss. They're taking the piss. You know, do you know what? This I did man like... has hardly been beaten, and Jeff Hardy beat him. No, you know what? I did like to see though. I did notice something. Karrion Cross's inner child came out. Did you notice something? Why? What did he do? So as he's standing, waiting for Jeff Hardy to come out to the ring, Jeff Hardy's old 2008 music come there. Did you see Kerry and Cross's face? 
Nah. Well, the camera cut to Kerry across, and he had this big smirk in his face. We had to try and hide it. Oh, like, I don't think he knew they, had, they were gonna play his own like, that movie. version. Right. So when he played that version, he was like, and then he's like, he had to like stay in character. But I, I was like, I like, because I know he's a massive fan of wrestling. Right, like, massive right, fan. right. Um, but yeah, you know what? Can I say? Can I be honest? I agree with Terry, and I agree with Ace. It's a bit of a weird decision, but I'm, I'm cool with it. Why? That's because Karrion Cross for me. It just hasn't, and I was saying, and that's the funny thing. I was the one saying he's going to be the future of WWE. I was saying this for years before you signed. But since he's joined, it just hasn't really for me. I think, do you know what I think is Efreeze? Because if he had lost the belt and then came and debuted on Raw and lost, all right, cool. He's the current NXT champion. Yeah, I know. You can't, like, you can't make a, your current NXT. Like, what does that, yeah, nah, I don't like it. I'm not in it. Sorry. But Karrion Cross is going to continue. Obviously, that's his debut on Raw. So he's on Raw now. Yeah. So that means Karrion Cross is going to continue his feud with Jeff. Uh, who knows what may happen? He's going to continue. Jeff may come NXT champion for a little bit. I, I, might, not, I'm not, I wouldn't be mad at that. Jeff might go down to the performance center for I wouldn't, a little I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing Jeff with a few of them guys. It might be that. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't be mad at that. Um, like and probably happen switch him up for Finn Balor. They'll probably keep on doing that kind of yeah. rotation. Yeah. And lastly, Charlotte Ripley was the main event of Raw. Good match. Uh, but then obviously, as you know, when the fight happened after the bell rang, it was this double disqualification. These two are fighting each other out the ring. Rhea Ripley does that ripcord thing outside. And then Nikki cashes in. Now, Nikki is now the new Raw Women's Champion. Nikki. I do love Nikki. I do, do, I do love Nikki Cross. She deserves it. Uh, we'll see. We'll have... Are all given our opinions about what's going to happen with this character. So, yeah, a very good rule. So, before we sign off, out of five, what would you rank Money in the Bank? I'm going to go with Tay first. Four. Ace. Four. I'm getting five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five out of five, baby. I thought it was a um. very good pay I loved it. Uh, Raw was great too. Tay texts Tay text us in the morning saying it's like Raw versus Raw after WrestleMania vibes. It was. It was. <laughs> When I heard that, yeah, because I was half asleep, I saw that. I looked at my laptop. And... <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I watched that straight away. And she was right. It definitely was. It definitely was uh, booked like a uh, raw off Um All right. So that's us signing out. We've got um, a special guest next week, Ace. Oh, mention- uh, no. Do you know what? It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Oh. Technology failed me. I was supposed to be chatting to the almighty. Uh, but technology for me that week, so hopefully we'll get in a couple of weeks' time. No problem. Hopefully you can ask, request to have MVP with him too. Yeah, that'll be dope. All right, guys, love you guys. More, uh, more kick out podcast next week. Take care. All right, peace. peace.